What is up, guys? Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Today is a very special day. We're joined by Amy Hodge, and she's with A Devotion Daily, and we're going to talk about identity. But before we do that, we're just going to get to know each other and ask some get-to-know-you questions. So the first one we have for you, Amy, is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Ah. Uh. Okay, so I thought about this. So you can probably tell from my accent. So I'm I'm British. Um, so it would have to be somewhere that's hot and sunny, especially <laughs> because we don't get a lot of hot and sunny weather. Um, so I thought about this and I thought um, Hawaii, I would probably live mm. just because it's so lovely and like live by the beach. Like a dream of mine is to have like a ye- little yellow camper van and drive around, go to the beach and whatever. So yeah, definitely Hawaii. That's adorable. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we live somewhere where it is hot and sunny, uh, but like too much, like it's a little too hot. (laughs) Yeah. So I would definitely agree like Hawaii would be incredible because it's like Mm. 70s. It doesn't get like 104 like it does in Texas. Um, And it's so beautiful. Like it's just the most beautiful place on earth. I think I would want to live... Um, if we're talking like in the United States, I would say Colorado, Montana, like nature granola kind of vibes where it's like, I get to go to every national park I want to. Um, if I get to move out of country, I would probably say Greece. Um, I like, don't think I've really understood how like the vast arrayness of Greece until recently when I had a friend go and she was posting pictures of these like beautiful mountains. And I was like, dude, where are you? I thought you were going to Greece. And she was like, no, I'm in Greece. There's just so much beautiful nature. And I like always see the art and the art is incredible too, but it's just so, so pretty. And they also have a beach, which is fun. Yeah. That's, (laughs) those are great answers. And I'm the one who came up with these questions, but I forgot to think about my answer. (laughs) Um, I agree with you. I think Hawaii would be really great to live in um I'm not really much of a nature gal as Addie is I enjoy nature but not as much as Addie does if I could live outside of the U.S. I think I would go to Australia I think it's mm. really cool there <laughs> they have like so many dangerous animals in Australia it's insane yeah it's yeah that, I wouldn't do well there <laughs> I wouldn't either <laughs> it's an adventure yeah for sure um the next question is what is the best book you have ever read I think the best book has to be like I've read quite a few, but funnily, like my brain always goes back to the first Christian book that I read, which was Greater by Stephen Furtick. Um, I think it was like his first ever book that he wrote. Like um, it was kind of, I had never heard of him before reading the book at all. Um, but it's such, it's such a good book and it kind of really like, So I read it in the first year of um, being a Christian. So it kind of opened my eyes up to like everything that Christianity was and the possibility with God and who God was and everything. So I would probably say, yeah, that book Greater was like the most impactful book and like my best book I've read. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I would say if I was choosing a Christian book, I would do outdated. Um, Sophie and I talk about it like every episode. I swear it's the worst. Um, it is such a good book. I think I've just learned a lot from it. Um, or Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Both are so great. Um, and then if I was doing like a secular book, there's this 
like very not Christian book called The Sacred Lives of Minnow Bly. And it is truly incredible. Like I picked it up and I literally read it within, I think, two days. And it's like a 400 page book. And it's just about this girl. It's not a true story, but she escaped like a cult. And it's basically cops are trying to figure out like what was happening in the cult, where they were like trying to, it's like kind of like a mystery. It was just really cool. It's written really well. So it was just really easy to like fly through. Um, but again, it's not Christian. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are really good. The best book that I've read, it's a Christian book, but um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's so good. It was so convicting. It's called the ruthless elimination of hurry. And every time I say it, people ask me to re-say the title because <laughs> Apparently I don't say it very clear, but it's basically just about how we live in like a hurried life and we're always rushing to the next thing. And it really challenged me to slow down. And it was the first book that I read, like the first Christian book that I read. And I actually like put into practice what they were saying. I think a lot of times I read Christian books just to gain wisdom, but this one was very action based. Mm -hmm. So I really liked it. The last question we have is what is the craziest or funniest nickname you have been given before? I actually haven't had that many nicknames. I think because I've got such a short name, nobody nicknames it. So I think like the only nickname I've ever had was Minnie Hodge. And that's because I've got an older brother and his nickname was always Hodge. So then all of his friends started nicknaming me then Minnie Hodge. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the only nickname that, that I've had. Yeah. But clearly my name is short enough that people don't need to shorten it. <laughs> right. Um, I relate to that. My older brother's name is Weston and everybody calls him big Wes. So everybody has been calling me like all of his friends have been calling me Lil Wes. Um, <laughs> and it's like, I have a younger brother too. So you would think that like the little West would be passed down to like the youngest or like the younger brother, but it skipped to me. So, um, Lil West, but I, so my full name is Addison. I usually go by Addison or Addie. Um, so I guess Addie in itself is a nickname, but I think like the like strangest or like, sorry, my dog just is like sitting at my feet. I was trying to get her to leave, but she doesn't want to. Um, she, sorry, the funniest nickname or like the weirdest that I've just kind of like clung to has to be like Adawig, like A-D-D-I-W-I-G. No idea what it means. No idea where it came from. But I just had a friend and she gave me nicknames all the time. I mean, it was like Dr. Addie, Addison Eve, like everything. Um, never called me just Addie. And I loved it. It was fun. It just kept me on my toes. Um, and like one day she was like, Adawig the dancing pig. And then like ever since then, I was like, I don't like think she intentionally called me a pig, but I was like, Okay. Um, but Adawig has just been what it is. And I don't have many people like consistently call me Adawig if anybody, but it was just like, it was a phase for her. It was like two months of just calling me Adawig and I respond funny. to it. So <laughs> that's a good story. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> My name is kind of funny. My real name is Sophia, but I go by Sophie and everyone finds that very weird for some reason. It's just how it's always been in my life. Um, but so I guess like Addie was saying, that's a nickname, but my family, when I was little used to call me sofers and I liked it for a really long time, <laughs> but I put that as my username for every account that I own. And so now I am like 
getting the consequences of doing that because I'm 18 and my username is still Sophers. Yeah, she like emails people like her boss and it's like <laughs> yeah. Sophers. Yeah, you know. it's very embarrassing. It's so <laughs> I love it. So yeah. So I had an email address like that when I was younger and it was like Ms. Flower Power. <laughs> and I was like, I think I, and I literally, I think I got to the age of like 21 and I was like, I need to change. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. need to change. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. It reminds me of like Snapchat usernames. People make their like Snapchat accounts in like fifth grade and then they're like, volleyball girl 1303 and I'm like what are you doing yeah um but yeah crazy crazy things now that we know each other a little bit better we're comfortable listeners know you we're gonna dive right into this episode um and we're talking about identity we kind of talked about our topic earlier and but I think it's just like a really relevant thing in culture is identity and what you place it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all the time say that we want to place our identity in the Lord. Like, I think I say that like every episode, um, but what does it actually look like to place your identity in the Lord? I think it's such a big topic. Like obviously identity is massive. Um, and I think it's like, you know, like it's spoken about so much, like exactly like you said, like, Oh, place your identity in the Lord, like your identity should be in Christ, like we should identify with him and things like that. And actually it's like, but practically how, like practically how, like what does that, what do I do? What does that look like? Um, And I think like you kind of have to go back to the basics of like what I always do with like words that I'm trying to find out about is like Google the definition and actually look up the definition of the word and go from there. Um, So I think like thinking about identity, so identity actually means like being who like a person is. Um, And it's also means like being similar to something. So I think where like we're then talking about like placing our identity in the Lord and it's okay, how can I be similar to the Lord? And that's kind of where it goes around. Um, And I think it can, like, so confusing. And a lot of the time in society and things like that, people talk about identity crises or, like, where we have to, like, put our identity in something. So things like your career or, like, what you do or who you hang out with. And actually that then defines your identity because it impacts you so that you become similar to the people you're hanging out with or um, the job that you do, things like that. So then you're really related to that. But I think like I would say um, placing our identity in the Lord means being like defined by who he says you are um, and then being associated with him. So I think like I, my brain just kind of goes back to the very beginning. So like Genesis 1 and it says like God created mankind in his own image in the image of God that actually like we are meant to be similar we are meant to like look like him and be like him but actually God's the only one who can tell us who our true identity or what our true identity is because he's the only one who truly knows who we are because he created us and I think like that's an encouragement to try and like place your identity in the Lord but it's kind of a reminder as well that actually it should be based in him and that it will look different to the world 
Um, so yeah, that's probably what I would say. Yeah, definitely. I really liked how you started off by defining identity because I think, like you said, it gets thrown around a lot. Something that I think I struggled with is I knew that I was told to put my identity in the Lord, but I think I put it in being a Christian, especially a Christian girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really easy to fall into, just especially in culture. You can not put your identity in the Lord, but put your identity in, oh yeah, I go to a Bible study every week, or I have these Christian friends, um, and all of those things are good, but I think it's easy to find your identity in that, even in trying to find your identity in God, so I think it's really important to understand the definition to then understand what your identity is in. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't really, like, realize that I did this until literally last week. I think we might have talked about it a little bit on the podcast but we just Sophie and I just got back from a mission trip and on the mission trip I had this like realization that I was putting my identity in things that the Lord had gifted me in and I have like majorly struggled with identity it's a huge part of my testimony of just placing it in pretty much anything other than Christ um and so I was finally like I was like I'm secure in my identity in the Lord and what he's doing in and through me but instead of being secure in my I like in what the Lord says about me and who the Lord has made me. It was more what the Lord can do for me and do in and through me. Um, which like that is really hard to comprehend, but it's not the same as finding your identity in the Lord. Cause it's just like, I found my identity in things that the Lord has given me, which then falls back onto self of like my identity and myself and who I am and what the Lord can do for me and through me. Um, so it's like a very selfish way of thought. So now I'm like in the process of working my way back up to, okay, how do I actually find my identity in the Lord? And now that I know this, how can I overcome that? Um, And that's kind of just what I think we could talk about next is just, can you um, speak to that at all of how you overcome placing your identity in anything other than the Lord? Yeah. And I think that's such a good point that you just made about like uh, placing your identity in like gifts. Um, and I think that's so easy to do is actually like, oh, I'm I'm gifted in this or I'm talented in this. So this is something that like recognizing God has given it to you, but then almost finding your identity in in that, that it then becomes so like self-absorbed that you become even more focused on yourself. Um, and that's again then where you end up with like uh like people talk about an identity crisis. Because actually, what if then that gift, you're maybe not the best at that anymore, or something happens, or you're good at sports and you get an injury. And actually, then you feel like you've lost your identity because your identity was based in that one like skill um, or that one gift that God's given you. So, yeah, I think that's such a massive thing. Um, I think for me, um, so tiny little snippet of my testimony. Um, so haven't always been a Christian. Um, grew up in a Christian home, um, but kind of walked away, tried to do it by myself. That did not work out well. Um, and then whilst I was um, at university, so college for you guys in Giddes, um, that um, I kind of decided to walk back towards God. But actually, I like really struggled in that time away with placing my identity in like popularity, in what people thought of me, of what boys thought of me, like who fancied me or who didn't fancy me or whatever, like all of that side of things. 
And I think just because I became a Christian, that didn't disappear overnight. And actually, that's been then something that I've worked on and really processed through and still am of actually placing my identity and like my worth in God and in the Lord and rather than in people around me or situations around me. Um, And I would say like whenever, like trying to be practical, so like whenever I like struggled, I would always try and ask myself like why? So like why are you seeking approval? Like why are you seeking like validation or what are you trying to gain? Like why are you feeling insecure about it? And mostly what I kind of came to learn was identity is very closely linked with like insecurity. Um, And actually, if you're feeling insecure about something, then sometimes if your identity is placed in that, then your identity becomes shaken. Um, And I think like that's what then what I try and do to try and overcome that is memory it sounds so simple but just memorizing bible verses so that actually when I become insecure and my view of myself that God gives me of like what he writes in scripture of who I am who he created me to be things like when that becomes like hazy because I'm like clouded by insecurity then actually if you're memorizing those bible verses those you're fearfully and wonderfully made you're without flaw you are altogether beautiful like for god so loved the world if you know those off the top of your brain i'm not saying learn the whole bible front to back if you do amazing you're better than me um but like just having some of those bible verses to go back to to then affirm the identity that god has given you that actually you can be like oh okay yeah I'm gonna keep my eyes on that keep my eyes on that and I think that's been like one of the biggest things that has been a tool to help me um even now even like more mature in my walk to help me whenever I feel like I'm struggling or that like my identity is getting a bit clouded or that actually that really helps me just refocus and be like oh okay god like you have given me this identity. I am this person in you and I'm grateful for that and I'm going to walk that out. So yeah, that's been really helpful. Yeah, definitely. I liked what you said about how overcoming this isn't something that just happens overnight. And I think that's something that uh, can be kind of, at least in my mind, I just assume that it happens overnight when in reality, like what you're saying, it's day by day practicing by memorizing scripture. I think that's something that we don't emphasize enough, the importance of memorizing scripture, because um, we always say this at church, when you know God, you love God. And so part of knowing God is knowing God's word and knowing what he says about you. And so I think it's, if you want to place your identity in the Lord, you have to know what he says about you, because you can place your identity in like what a boy and what a in a boy and what a boy says about you and you'll know what that boy says about you it's the same thing with god except placing your identity in god is 10 times better than any boy yeah 100 it's like i remember every compliment everybody has given me yeah like they mean so much to me so why don't i believe that when the creator of the universe the creator of me has proclaimed that before i was even born mm. um i think that 
yeah, I just resonate a lot with the fact that it's like, I've placed my identity in boys. I've placed my identity in sports and in band and then what people thought of me. And it's like always failed me. So I don't know why, but I think we just continuously go back to an old habit because old habits are hard to break. And like placing your own identity, you're placing your identity in other things is, I don't want to say like, it's a lifelong thing that you're always going to struggle with, but it is going to be a temptation. I would say throughout most of your life, I've talked to, um, younger women and older women and older men and older or younger boys, um, who have always like, if like, even in conversation, a lot of times you can tell what people place their identity and just by like what you surround yourself with, what you consume a lot of times can be where your identity is placed. I know like, um, a tangible example of this is like, if I'm really insecure about how I look one day and I'm just like, I can't go anywhere because I look so bad. It's probably because I'm putting my identity in my looks. Or if I am really, um, like really, really nervous for a test or to get a grade back. And it just absolutely destroys me when I find out that I failed or that I didn't do as well. I'm probably placing my identity, my grades. Um, and like in that sort of way, it's kind of like I'm checking to see if I'm placing my identity in something else. Um, and that's what I kind of want to talk about. But first, we're going to do a little commercial break. So hold up. It's time for commercial break. Um, if you guys want to, please follow our Instagram at Our Hearts Surrendered. Um, new little handle. It used to be a faith podcast. It changed. Um, so Our Hearts Surrendered, just like the podcast title. Um, we do fun things on there. It's a good time overall. You can follow Miss Amy. She does a little post every single day. And it's honestly so helpful to remind me to get in my word and just like, it's just scripture all the time. And she also does a weekly blog post. Um, we'll tag her in the show notes and in our post. Um, it's at a devotion daily, I believe. Um, and it's honestly just so refreshing to see that on your feed. Um, if you want to email us, you can at ourheartsurrender.gmail.com. Um, and prayer requests, anything like that, we'd love to hear them. Feel free to leave us a rating and review if you choose whatever platform you're listening on. And I think that's about it. Now back to the show. Like I was saying earlier, we can kind of check to see where we're placing our identity. You did talk about this a little bit, just like of practical ways to do that. Um, and if you'll also just kind of touch on how you can um, lovingly talk to your friend who's placing their identity in something else. That's always been like an awkward position for me to be in is like, okay, girl, what are you doing? So just a loving way to confront your friend who's struggling with that. Yeah. Like I think as like a way for us to be able to like check to see if anything. So a bit, like I said, to asking yourself why. And then I think there's like normally three things that I would kind of try and do. And like, like I said, so one, I would say like prayer, like really helps. And I feel like that's a super easy answer, but actually that should be the basis. And almost like a prayer as in like, Lord help me see myself through your eyes. And I think that's a really humbling prayer, but it's just going back to if there's anything that's clouding our view of our identity, and if there's anything like, oh, I'm I'm not worth it. I'm not pretty enough. I don't have an, I don't have the grades. I don't have the job. I don't. That actually being like, help me see myself through your eyes, is such like a a humbling like viewpoint. And then I would say secondly, so a bit like I said, so reading the Bible. So a 
affirming yourself with what, like, what God said and also checking yourself with, in line with God's word as well. And I think like that really, like there is no truth that speaks truer than the word of God. Like, so I would say just reading, reading scripture. And then lastly, kind of like go and ask your trusted godly friends, like go and ask them and say like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this or um, I was going to wear this on a night out, but I'm not really sure. Like, what do you think? And then I think being open to their advice as well, because I think sometimes we can ask for advice, but not actually really want it. Um, We can be like, oh, no, I just want you to support what I'm going to say or what I want to do. So I think being open that way. um, And I think that kind of like goes a bit into then like, how can you confront your friend who you feel they may be placing their identity in something other than like the Lord? And I think I would, I would normally say like, so truth and love go hand in hand, like truth and love go hand in hand. And I think I would say you need to be able to be in the position to speak truth into someone's life. And I, that might sound a bit funny, but if somebody knows your heart, they know where your words will be coming from. Whereas if you're not in relationship with that person, if that person doesn't know you, then your words can come across as quite hurtful and quite harsh. Whereas actually, if you're in relationship with them and you have that position in somebody's life to be able to speak into their life, then they know you, they have a relationship. So that actually, if you do say something, there should be that opportunity that they can then come back to you and say, hey, actually, Amy, you said this and this really hurt me. Did you mean it in that way? And there's that opportunity. Um, But I think, yeah, like if your words will be received differently than if they know that it comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of, hey, like, I love you. I want God's absolute best for you. And I'm not sure that you're choosing that. And I want to help you in that that actually coming from that place. And I think like, it kind of brings to mind the scripture in, I think it's 1 John 4. And it says like, since God loved us that much, we surely should love others. And I think that's again, where it needs to come out of a place of love, not judgment, not condemnation, not like, holier than thou, like, I've got it all together, look at you over there, like, not at all. Um, that actually it needs to come from a place of love. And I think a bit, like I said earlier, like speaking scripture over them. So saying like, hey, this is what the word of God says. Like, this is who God says you are, that you are, you are loved, you are seen, you are worthy. Speaking that over them, saying, speaking who God says they are. And then being like, hey, this is who God says you are. And how can I help? Like, how can I be praying for you? Like, is there anything you're struggling with at the moment? Like, is there an actually being the practical, like, friend? Because actually, as beneficial it is for somebody to point out stuff, it's actually, you don't point the stuff out and then just walk away. That would be a bit like in school, like, you being like, oh, teacher, I'm stuck, can you help? And them coming over and being like, oh, yeah, you are stuck. 
and then walking away. Like that doesn't help anybody really. So I think it's the being the type of friend that is like, hey, actually, yeah, like I'm I'm gonna help you as well. And I actually, um, shameless plug, wrote a, a blog post on this a couple of weeks back about like being which type of friend you are of actually like, hey, like be the friend that comes alongside and helps you walk through it. Not just the friend on the sidelines that is telling you you're doing this wrong, but actually doesn't want to get dirty or doesn't want to get muddy or stuck in with you. Um, so yes, I would say like truth and love and like speaking scripture over them and being there to help them on that, on that journey, on those next steps. Yeah, definitely. I liked what you said about you have to, they have to know where your heart is because I've been in a situation where I had a friend and I like saw her struggling with her identity, but I wasn't in a place where I felt like I, she knew my heart. And so I did not say anything because I thought that was what was best for the situation. Um, And then over time we began to become closer friends and she began to know my heart and we actually talked about it. And um, she told me that she had realized she was putting her identity in that. And I was like, I am so glad you realized that. How can I help you in that? And so I think it's really important to like what you're saying, not just say something and step away, but also know when it's your place to say something because um, there are other ways like I prayed for that person and you can still help them with maybe not confronting them, you know, or talk to someone who might know them closer or something like that. Yeah. And you can't just like, you're saying like, you have to circle back. (laughs) Like, you know, um, I literally like this week I had somebody who I am like not close with at all, like randomly confront me on something. So like absurd. I was just like, so taken aback because I was like, that was not your place at all. Like if Sophie had confronted me about the same thing, I like would have been like, oh, cool. You're right. Like, thank you so much for like speaking wisdom over me. But like this person was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know. Like we just met. Why are you doing this? Um, I'm not a very confrontational person. And it like did so much more damage. Um, And it's not like they were like wrong. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that. And I told them that I was like, hey, man, you're like, you're right. But like, that's not your place. Um, and I appreciate that you're trying to help, but you don't know where I'm at right now. You don't know, like you see like a very surface level thing. Whereas people who are like in deep, genuine community with you see a lot more and are able to support you better. So if you're in community of somebody, I would say absolutely. If they, um, and also just like knowing the person I don't do well with confrontation. Uh, if you guys know the Enneagram, um, sometimes that's helpful in like, or people's like personality types. Um, cause I have friends that like if you tell them something bluntly like hey I think you're struggling with this and they'd be like yeah you're right thank you so much for pointing that out but then I have other friends like Sophie if I was just like hey you're being really annoying or like really jealous right now like that wouldn't go well because that's not how Sophie likes to receive news or anything like that um so just knowing the people you're around um and how to handle that I think can be helpful. And then also like Sophie saying, just prayer, um, and like casually sending them scripture and stuff like that. If that's like a relationship that you have, don't just like randomly send somebody a verse if that's not <laughs> the vibe. Um, but that said, um, you were kind of mentioning this earlier, just memorizing scripture is huge and knowing what the Lord says about you, who the Lord created you to be. 
Um, are there any specific verses that you cling to more tightly than others that, that are just about identity and placing it in the Lord um, and like why it's important? Yeah, I think in terms of, so when I um, first became so a Christian, I remember being like, oh, who, like, who am I? Like, I'm a very 100% person. So if I'm going to do something, I'm like, I want to put everything in. So I was um, clearly a bit skewed, but I was, when I first became Christian, was like, I want to be the best Christian. I'm going to be 100% best Christian. How do I do this? Like, is there a how to be the best Christian, like, list? Because I will do that. Like, I will check off the boxes very much so. And I think I then was like, oh, where do you even start? Like, with the Bible? Like, where do you start reading it? Things like that. And, like, who... I'm saying like the, uh, your identity should be in, in Christ, in the Lord. And how, like, how does that look? What does that do? Like, and I think it was, um, I started reading, it was the first book that I read, like start to finish every word. And it was, um, Song of Songs. Um, and I read it literally start to finish. And it is basically just like a love story that is written like from God and I think like I read something, I remember like jotting down like something in it and I don't want to quote the number because I'll quote it wrong now, but like the amount of times that it said like the word beautiful in that book was crazy. Like uh, I think like, I don't know, was it? I don't, I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> um, but it was so many times and then it just spoke so much life like you're beautiful there's no flaw in you like and it was exactly what like I needed to hear because those are words that I like maybe hadn't heard very much and those are insecurities that I felt um so I would say like yeah about identity definitely like the book of song of songs but then I think it's also like qualities so like your identity so I think like um, a couple that I had, I thought about in like prep, prep for this is like, I think your identity needs to be rooted that you know that you are loved. Like, you know that you are loved like by God. So actually, even if you're, you're not feeling loved or your family situation or your relationship status or whatever, that actually, you know, you're loved first of all. And I think like, obviously the John three sixteen is like for God so loved and we know the rest of it. But I think sometimes we skim over those first four words that actually for God so loved. like, And that's why, that because he loved us. And then I think things like, um, I had put like Colossians 2 verse 10. And it says like, you are complete through your union with Christ. And I think that you're, it's an encouragement, you're not missing anything. But neither do you have to achieve anything to be able to be qualified or to be able to be loved or to be able to be complete. And I think that's a massive encouragement. And then like also like we're equipped like with everything that we need. Like we're not, like I said, we're not missing anything. There's nothing that we need to try and do to earn like our identity or like all God's love that actually like it says psalms 18 that actually he equips us like it says like he's given us a shield of victory and that his right hand supports us and like that is his help um that has made us great 
that actually it's it's all not to do with us it's to do with him and who he is um and I think like lastly the bible verse which kind of stuck out to me was like Galatians 1 verse 5 um and it's but then God called me by his grace and chose me from my birth to be his and I think that's as such a big reminder that actually our identity should be in in God but actually also our identity shouldn't look like anybody else's that actually there's such a striving to I don't know have the same hairstyle or hair color or fashion sense or um, material goods as other people and actually like who we are is based on who God is and who God says he is but who God says we are as well, but he made us like individual and he made us like, like it says like fearfully and wonderfully made as individuals. So actually I think like that is such an encouragement that we're special. We're not meant to look like anybody else. We're not meant to have our identity in being like a a cookie cutter, being the same type of person as the person next to you that actually like God's placed his hand on you and that you are special so yeah so those are kind of like verses that sometimes help me to try and like remember those things around my identity and who like I am and who God has called me to be yeah that is so good uh all those verses were so helpful I don't have anything else do you Addy um I think the only thing that I can think of is that like all those verses are such great resources um and if you guys look them up like you can also find verses that help you specifically um I think like the one thing that I cling to, it's not a verse, but it's just something that I think I literally read in somebody's Instagram bio like years ago that obviously made a huge impact on me because I think about it almost every single day. And it's just that there is no good in me apart from Christ. Um, And like that truly takes all of the weight off of your shoulders. Like there is no good in me apart from Christ, right? We are sinful people and without Christ, we there's no good in us. Um. And the only way that we can achieve what is um, good and what is right is that if we place our identities in the Lord and we identify with him. Um, and then also just remembering that like we are not for this world. We are not of this world and it's not our home. Um, I know there is a verse in the Bible that is that. I don't remember where it's from and I'll horribly misquote it if I try. Um, but essentially it's just talking about how this world is not our home and uh, like that, honestly, I find so much rest in that because this world is hard to live in and it's hard to not place your identity in things. Um, and it's something that we have to continually surrender to Christ. But I think that about wraps it up. What an incredible little discussion that we had. And um, will you pray for us, Amy? Yeah, of course. I had actually, the verse that you just said is in Colossians that I had actually written that down. So I think that was Colossians three verse two. And it says like, setting your mind on things above not on the things of earth because we're not of this world so yeah so there you go God's speaking the same thing to both of us yeah that's good but no of course I will pray um so um dear lord I thank you that um we've been able to gather through various platforms across the world I thank you that we can talk about identity I thank you that we get to talk um confidently rooted in the identity that you have given us and lord i thank you that as we've spoken about scripture as we've spoken about your word i pray that you would really just imprint that on all of our hearts lord 
that you would just move through each of the people that have listened to this and that will listen to this and all of us Lord that you just really impact us you help us to highlight any insecurities or anything that might be clouding the view of our identity that we have I pray that you would show yourself to us and Lord I just pray that as we as we spoke about identity being related to something or um being a reflection of something Lord I thank you that our identity gets to be a reflection of you I thank you that as like an artist the art is um recognized Lord I thank you that when people see us and meet us I pray that they would be able to recognize that um you are who gives us our identity that you created us I pray that you would just be with us and um that you would continue to bless us in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Amy. We had an amazing time talking with you. And listeners, thank you so much for listening and joining us. Be sure to follow Amy and us on Instagram. And with that, let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. <laughs>